0: Om namo, Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. We are reading this afternoon from the second chapter, text forty-four. Of Srimad Bhagavad Gita. In this sloka, Lord Sri Krishna is giving a warning to all those who are aspiring for the devotional service to the Supreme Lord. The ultimate goal of life is to realize our constitutional position jivara swarupoi krishna ranityadas that i am the eternal servant of the supreme lord shri krishna of course in this material world the idea of being a servant is not very much welcome the idea of being enjoyed is not very much appreciated. Everyone wants to be the master. Everyone is inclined to be the, the enjoyer. People not, do not like so much to glorify as to be glorified. Daso smi is the motto of those who are in the path of devotion that I am your servant bhoktaram jagatapasam saravaloka Maheshwaram. that Krishna is the proprietor and the master of everything that exists those persons who become too much intoxicated by the spirit Of being the enjoyer. Those persons who become intoxicated by the disease or by the drug, that I am the controller, that I am the doer of my activities, to such person the determination for devotion to God cannot take place. Yesterday evening we were invited to give one lecture at Alcoholics Anonymous in one of the suburbs of Bombay. And amongst the alcoholics who are striving and struggling to somehow or other refrain from succumbing to this great temptation in their lives, they try to encourage one another to help one another to love one another because that is what they need oftentimes in the life of an alcoholic he becomes so irresponsible so maddened like a demon by his thirst for this drug that he becomes completely inconsiderate of all all other living entities, his only priority in life is to become intoxicated by this drug. Oftentimes such persons, they lose their jobs, their family completely abandons them, their friends want nothing to do with them, and they're left with a completely broken and shattered life. All sense of false prestige is shattered. All sense of self dignity is just trampled upon by their own ignorance. Such people their lives are completely broken. So this particular affiliation is meant to give people strength, encouragement that really It is not you that's bad, it's the disease that's bad. Now let us help each other get rid of this disease. So what they keep reminding each other, we were hearing many testimonies before we were asked to speak. Each person repeated several times that an alcoholic is not bad, He is not mad, but he is sick. So after hearing all this, I was very much inspired. And I explained to them this phrase is not only for alcoholics, but it is for 99% of the population of this material world because factually, everyone is intoxicated. Everyone is addicted to sense gratification, to false ego. And therefore, everyone is in a most despicable, abominable condition from the point of view of the spirit soul. The spirit soul is eternal, full of knowledge, and full of bliss. The spirit soul is part of God, full of mercy, full of compassion, full of all godly qualities. But now the spirit soul, whether in the body of a wealthy multimillionaire or the beggar in the street, he is simply squandering his eternal life. trying to enjoy the cheap, cheap, temporary things of this world, constantly being smashed by Maya, and having to undergo the repetition of birth and death, old age and disease. What an utterly embarrassing, humiliating condition for the eternal soul that's part of God. Why? Because everyone is intoxicated by this illusion that I am this body and those things in relationship to this body are mine. My wealth, my ability, my intelligence, my business, my power, my family. And this intoxication is a great sickness. So I explained that the whole population of the world is not bad, is not mad, but is sick. Because the spirit soul is never bad. The spirit soul is never mad. The spirit soul is Satchidananda, eternal, full of knowledge, full of bliss the spirit soul is tolerant merciful, compassionate the friend of all living beings self-controlled always feeling joy and peace these are the, these are the qualities that decorate every spirit soul the spirit soul is full of love full of peace full of enlightenment The spirit soul is not bad, the spirit soul is not mad, but the spirit soul is sick. And what is the disease? The disease is we have forgotten our real nature. And thus we are engaging in trying to lord it over what belongs to God. And generally, in human society, as we are suffering this sickness, to the degree we get knowledge and power and prestige and wealth, to that degree, the fever of the disease increases. And we become more intoxicated. There is a story in this regard in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is about one of the close associates of Kuvera. You know, Kuvera is the treasure of the demigods. So Kuvera has the most attractive post of dealing with all the wealth and taking care of all the wealth of the heavenly planets. So you can imagine how he and his associates can enjoy material pleasures. So there was one such person. His name was Shank Asura, and his mind was as such that whatever was best in the world was meant for his enjoyment. So one evening, Lord Sri Krishna, he was enjoying, along with his brother Balaram, the company of the gopis of Vrindavan. It was a beautiful evening, with the full moon shining splendidly, with the beautiful sound of the cuckoos and the peacocks. Yamuna was flowing very sweetly and there was a very cool fragrant breeze carrying the aroma of the Malati flowers the Kadamba flowers the lotus flowers that grow abundantly in Vrindavan So as they were enjoying with the beautiful gopis of Vrindavan Shankasura happened to come by and when he saw the beauty of the gopis he was thinking why should Krishna be enjoying these gopis why Balaram why not me I am very wealthy I am very handsome I am very influential I should enjoy Sankasura had a beautiful golden jewel that was shaped like a conch shell that was set within his, on the top of his head. And he was very proud of this. It was very attractive. You see, material opulence is like a jewel, which increases the pride and prestige of such an intoxicated, sickly person. He thinks he is the enjoyer. So Shankar Sura came into the assembly of Krishna and Balaram and the gopis. And he commanded the gopis that you come with me. And then he took them and started dragging them away into the forest. And the damsels of Braja they were crying out, Krishna, Krishna, look what is happening. Please come, help us. This man is taking us away from you. What will he do to us? We do not know. Ah. So Lord Sri Krishna and Balaram, they picked up two logs and started running towards Sankasura. And Sankasura, when he saw Krishna and Balaram coming, he realized that they were far more powerful than him. So he left the gopis and started to run away. And then Krishna told Balaramji, You stay here with the gopis, let me take care of this. So Krishna ran after the Shankasura, who tried to escape. But Krishna, alas, caught him. And with his fist, he smashed him on the head. And the demon immediately died. And then Krishna took that jewel, brought it back and presented it to Balaram. This story is most significant because, my friends, it is the story of your life. Don't be proud. Don't think that you are not Sankasura. Everyone in this world, except the pure devotees, are Sankasuras. Because everything in creation is the property of God. Everything is meant for the enjoyment of God. And anything that you claim to be yours, whether it be your wealth, whether it be your abilities, your knowledge, your beauty, your fame, your prestige, your influence, your family, anything you claim to be yours for your enjoyment, you are stealing away from Krishna exactly in the same way Shankar Sura stole the gopis from Krishna in Vrindavan. It is the same mentality. It is a disease. (laughs) It is a sickness which is the cause of all suffering and frustrations in this world. Therefore, Krishna says in this verse in Bhagavad Gita, one who considers himself the enjoyer and is too much intoxicated by sense enjoyment and material opulence, the resolute determination for devotional service cannot take place. Shankasura thought that because of my prestigious position everything is meant for my enjoyment. Did you ever watch, examine your own mind how when we see anyone who has something better than ours we think I should have that. Huh? Whether it is a material possession, we think, I should have that. Why does he have that? Or whether someone gives someone else credit or some prestige, we think, I deserve that. Why him? I should have that. Huh? This world, everyone is constantly battling and fighting over what is meant for God what is for the enjoyment of God. This is the mentality of Shankasura. This is the mentality of the world. Ah, but what did Krishna do to Shankasura? Shankasura, when he tried to run away, when he saw that Krishna was about to destroy him. So similarly in this world first we want to engage in the sinful activity of, of um, stealing God's property and then when the misery is about to come upon us we try to run away through technology, through science, through economic development. Practically everyone in this world is trying to solve the problems by running away from the reactions of their own sins. First you sin, then you get the reaction and you want to run from the reaction instead of facing the fact and correct your thinking, feeling and willing. But you cannot run from Krishna. Eventually, Krishna will catch us all. And in the form of cruel death, he will smash us down. And he will take the valuable Konksel safe jewel from our heads. Whatever knowledge you have, whatever distinction you have, whatever fame you have, whatever money you have, Krishna will take it all away just as he took that jewel of Sankasura. So, human life is meant to realize that that ornament belongs to Krishna. That all of our opulences, everything belongs to Krishna. It is all meant for his enjoyment. If we simply understand this one principle, we will become peaceful in life. There's nothing else. all the great philosophies and all the great philosophers, they are all simply trying to bring us to this simple understanding. Jivera Krishna that I am simply Krishna's servant. Allow me to engage in his service. Until we accept this principle, there is no peace within our own heart nor can there possibly be peace within the world because everyone is so greedily trying to fight over stolen property. That is the whole reason for war. That is the whole reason for terrorism. That is the whole reason for social unrest. That is the whole reason for every single problem without exception in this entire creation. but you see these people they're not bad they're not mad but they are sick what is required is that people humble themselves admit that they are sick approach a good physician and take his medicine that is all that is required without humility there is no possibility of recovery from this sickness. The greatest obstacle is we will not admit that we are sick. Therefore we are not willing to take the medicine with an open heart. Therefore it is said, pranipati pranipatina pariprasnena sevaya that if you want to know the truth, the first thing you have to do is become submissive. You have to approach a saint, a guru, a sadhu, one who knows the truth, and you have to become submissive. You have to admit, I am sinful, I am useless, I am in ignorance, I am a fool there's no credit that I deserve I deserve only blame and anyone who gives me any credit for anything is in great illusion Sanatana Goswami said like this he was knowledgeable he was wealthy he was powerful he came to Lord Chaitanya and he said I am a fool, because I am suffering and I don't know why. I have not surrendered to God, therefore I am fool number one. And everyone who calls me intelligent, powerful, wealthy, they are fools, and I am such a fool that I believe them. The beginning of spiritual life is when we realize, accept, and admit that I am sick huh? <laughs> and there's symptoms of my disease in everything I do, everything I say, and everything I think. <coughs> and then with this submission we can inquire, how can I become Krishna's servant? How can I be free from the miseries of material existence? And then we accept the medicine by rendering service. And what is that medicine? That medicine is the holy name of God. When we submissively approach the great sadhus, we can learn the art of chanting the holy name of God. When we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hari, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Rama, Hari Hare, it lowers the fever of our disease. It brings our consciousness back to its natural healthy state. it allows the real true qualities of the soul to again shine through the cloud of ignorance. And Lord Shri Krishna describes that until we humble ourselves and accept our fallen condition in this world and stop trying to be proud of this foolish little things that we think are so great that we can do. Whether you are a king or whether you are a street sweeper, know that God is doing everything through you. When we come to this conclusion, and then only can we properly take the medicine. That is why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said When one is more humble than the grass more tolerant than the tree ready to offer all respect to others and expect no respect for oneself only then can one properly take the medicine of the holy name constantly Kirtanya Sadahadi We are all chanting Hare Krishna, most of us. But we have to understand the proper method of chanting Hare Krishna. We have to desire and strive to chant the holy name in this consciousness. And when we do, the name itself by its munificent potency will purify all of these anartha or all of these unwanted qualities within us. Uh, What is the difference between the gopis and Shankasura? Many of the gopis are jivatmas and Shankasura is also a jivatma. For those gopis who are Jivatmas, essentially they are identical with Shankasura. They are of the same pure godly quality. There is no difference in the soul in Shankasura and the soul of the gopis. Why Krishna is killing Shankasura and he's dancing and embracing the gopis simply because the gopis accepted that Krishna, I am for your pleasure I am nothing without you I am simply here for your enjoyment therefore Krishna was enjoying them and they were experiencing as much pleasure being enjoyed by Krishna as Krishna was enjoying them but Shankarshura, he was thinking that no, no I am not meant for Krishna's enjoyment. Krishna is meant for my enjoyment. I want the wealth and opulence of Krishna, but I don't want Krishna. because as long as he's there, I cannot enjoy. Ah? Huh? So this is the d- difference between the materialist and the spiritualist. The difference between Shankashur and the Gopis. One accepts, I am the enjoyer. And one accepts, I am the enjoyed. This is our choice in life. At every moment, we have this choice. Will we be the enjoyer or will we be the enjoyed? Will we exploit God's property or will we lovingly offer it to Him in His loving service? The essence of Bhagavad Gita is simply to teach us how to surrender to Krishna through the simple process of accepting that I am for his enjoyment, I am for his pleasure. So let us chant the holy names and awaken this divine consciousness and find real happiness, real peace. And then the supreme opulence, the supreme opulence, is that love which attracts Krishna to eternally allow us to take part in his divine lila, his divine dance. That is the great opulence. Yesterday, I was speaking with someone and we were explaining that for a sadhu, he is not impressed by any material qualifications. He is only impressed by one thing, humility. Someone can say, I, I have 400 corporations all over the world and I have done it all myself. I have 10 PhDs and I started with nothing. Huh? I am the king of earth, huh? To a sadhu, these things have absolutely no effect of impressing his mind. There's only one thing that impresses a sadhu, that I have the opulence of humility. Of course, no one will ever say that. But if you actually have that opulence, the sadhu thinks this man is he is wealthy, he is fortunate. I am impressed by him. But someone who's proud, no matter what they have in the world, the sadhu simply thinks, I feel sorry for this poor poor for this very poor fellow, this very unfortunate, poverty stricken fellow. <coughs> he is bereft of the only real fortune of humility because it is only through humility that we can attract the mercy of God. And without the mercy of God, we are lost. So let us associate with those who have the great opulence of humility and devotion, and in their company, chant the holy names of God, and then we can become truly wealthy, truly fortunate and then we can distribute that great fortune to the world. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Is there any questions? Speak, Speak for everyone. question is in this material world a man treats his children and his servants differently so we are simultaneously the children of God and the servants of God so how does God treat us like his servants or like his children Ah. Very interesting (laughs) question It depends on how we approach God. Krishna says in Gita, bhajanyaham mama As you approach Krishna, Krishna reciprocates with you accordingly. Krishna reciprocates with each and every living entity unique in a special particular unique way according to that person's rebellion or according to that person's devotion. We are all the eternal servants of God in that in pleasing God we find happiness, ultimate happiness. (coughs) We are children of God in that we are all coming from God. He is the Ahambija Pratapita. He is the Supreme Father of all living beings. Uh-huh. so if a servant tries to steal the property of his master what does the master do to such a servant he punishes so the laws of karma are simply the way that God punishes those servants who are trying to steal his property Hmm. Uh-huh. But if one accepts God as father, accepts that I am his child, and approaches him with the love and the devotion of a child, then Krishna will deal with you just like a loving father. There are five primary relationships that you can have with Krishna. If you approach him as the Supreme Master and Lord, then Krishna will accept you as his most loving servant and he will satisfy all of your desires in the Vaikuntha planets by giving you the infinite love of being his servant. He will reveal infinite joy by reciprocating with your service. But on a higher level, if you relate with Krishna as a friend, he will reciprocate with you spontaneously as your friend. You can also love God as a parent loves a child. And then Krishna actually becomes your child. And he allows you to love him as if he is your child. just like Mother Yashoda, Nanda Maharaj. And the gopis, they only saw Krishna as their lover. They didn't see, I am his servant, but they were serving him by being his lover. So as you approach Krishna, Krishna will reward you, reveal himself accordingly. We are simultaneously his children and his servants according to the quality in which we accept those positions, Krishna will deal with us exactly.